Pedders' new world-first vehicle weight matrix software. Know your weight at pedders.com.au. Well, we've been chasing this man for a few weeks, Margot, and we've finally been able to track him down and get him, twist his arm and get him to come on the show because there's some big issues and big questions that we need answers to in regards to our Queensland sporting teams. And the Minister for Sport has been good enough to join us on the Saturday morning. Mick DeBrenny, good morning to you. G'day, guys. Finally caved to the pressure, Mick. Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, we happy seem, to be with you. <laughs> we seem to have heard from everybody in and around these um, this stadiums deal, um, except you guys at uh, the, the government there and also Stadiums Queensland. We managed to speak to Graham Annesley through the week. We had him on the rush hour for Triple M. Um, mm. And I'm just going to play you a piece of audio of what he had to say, and I'm going to get your thoughts on it next. We just want a fair commercial deal that is based on market rates in other states for similar type stadiums. We're not about charity. We don't want to hand out. We just want to pay a fair commercial rate that we can demonstrate is similar to rates in other states for the same sort of stadium. So that was Graham Annesley, the CEO of the Gold Coast Titans, in regards to the negotiations that are happening between them uh, and Stadium Queensland. They're trying to get about a $500,000 annual discount off what they pay in stadium rent. What did you make of those comments, Mick? Oh, look, I think Graham makes a pretty good point that uh, you know what his club and every other club is after is, a, is just a fair deal. Teams operate in Queensland is different to the way they operate in other states, uh, and so there are different arrangements around, uh, you know, transport and police, and who gets uh, the um, profits from uh, naming rights to the stadium, uh, porridge rights at the stadium, etc. On game day, um, but we have set up a task force to have a look into it because. I tend to agree um, that in some circumstances things aren't as well structured as they possibly could be. So we've got in some some heavy hitters. We've got in uh, John Lee, who's known to some of the listeners from his uh, his time in uh, some NRL clubs, uh, working with some uh, some uh, leaders in Queensland to figure out how we can make sure that uh, fans get the best experience, that they're paying a fair price for their ticket, because that's really important. We don't want to do anything that you know, jacks up the price of taking your family to the footy uh, and also make sure that our, uh, our clubs in Queensland are viable. So that's all happening to speak. Uh, we expect to get the results of that by the, uh, the end of June. Mick, you were quoted saying last month that clubs with a winning formula can make a strong profit utilising our stadiums. Uh, but we've seen in the past with other Queensland teams like the Lions and the Raw, who are three-time premiership winners, uh, that it doesn't equate to financial stability. Uh, we know that the Broncos obviously have been hugely successful, you know, twenty over 20 years, you know, within the game and members and uh, filling stadiums at Suncorp. It's like comparing apples to oranges. You know, the Titans are relatively new. Their stadium is much smaller. So the Suns. You know, the Suns, it's much smaller. Mm. It's all really very new for them. And they're paying uh, in excess, if not uh, equal value, to some other clubs that, are, uh, you know, have a, a better foundation. Yeah, look, it's a really interesting point, that one. What we're seeing is a global trend, actually. Uh, you know, less people going out to games on a weekend, aside from the marquee games. And, you know, let's face it, um, you know, Bronco, every Broncos game is considered to be pretty much a marquee game. They, you know, they get a great crowd for it. And I do accept that uh, other clubs are newer and don't have that, uh, have that history. And so the challenge for us uh, as owners of this infrastructure, and we've got to remember these are publicly owned uh, stadiums and that's an important thing we want to keep them in public hands um, we need big stadiums when we have those huge events like take Seabus for instance when we you know, pack it out for the Rugby Sevens during the Commonwealth Games or uh, you know, Metricon I think we're going to fill that for 
and we see a, a cricket game there early next year. But on, on those other game days, the week-to-week game days, where you might only half fill the stadium, how do we get a pricing arrangement that's actually you know, a, a allows that uh, those week-to-week games to happen um, without charging as if the, uh, the stadium is full? And so that's, that's a complex issue, uh, but we are working through it in partnership with the clubs. Well, it's also tough too because you ask any family what stops them from going to the footy, Mick, and they say it's the cost, uh, tickets, food, all that kind of stuff when they're at the venue. So that's a big factor in that. Where are the negotiations at now before we get to some other clubs and some other uh, stadium issues? Well, I know that uh, Stadiums Queensland is working really closely with uh, both the Gold Coast Suns and also the Gold Coast Titans. Can't go into the details of where those things are at, but uh, I can assure listeners that uh, those uh, negotiations are are progressing well. uh, And I know that... uh, you know, behind that, uh, the work of the task force is also supporting a, a longer-term uh, look at how we deliver this stuff. We've got to remember that, you know, um, you know, these uh, these stadiums are significant pieces of infrastructure. They're a big draw on the state budget already in terms of just maintaining them and, and, and keeping them open. So it's a bit of a balancing act, but uh, I think we'll get there. All right, we're talking to Mick DeBrini, the Sports Minister for Queensland. Mick, uh, one thing that has been a very long and drawn-out process is the negotiations around the Brisbane Lions getting their own home base at Springfield. At the moment, they have to train at about four different places and three different gyms, and it's a logistical nightmare for not only the men's team and the women's team. Uh, Looking at an article here where Graeme Swan has said that they have a letter from the state government saying that you guys will give them the money they want if the feds can confirm in writing, uh, the federal government confirms in writing that they will match that $15 million. They have that letter from the federal government. Can you tell us now that the state government will back and provide the $15 million that was promised once last year and again this year to the Brisbane Lions? Oh, absolutely. As soon as we see uh, correspondence from the federal government uh, making that uh, that firm commitment, we didn't see it in the federal budget, so we're going to have to see this uh, commitment from them. And look, we're really supportive of, of the concept out at Springwood Field. It's, it's a community use facility. Um, it's going to provide ongoing jobs. And it's not just about sport. We've got sports science out there, education as well. Um, look, we'll be making sure that this facility, um, when we get that letter, uh, and any others we need to look at will be covered off in our first ever sports strategy for Queens. And that's something I really wanted to mention to listeners. Um, you know, no team, you know, goes out into the field of play without a comprehensive plan. And I reckon Queensland taxpayers expect their government to have a comprehensive plan for sports infrastructure rather than just, you know, throw money at every good idea that someone comes up with. And so this year we'll see the development of that long-term plan. So we want to not only know what we're doing with um, the Lions into the next uh, 12 or 18 months, we want to know what we're doing for every sport and every club for the next 10 or 20 years. That's that's a first for Queensland. So you're in. If Once you see that letter from the federal government, you're saying that 100% you guys are in and off we go. Yeah, once the feds commit their share, then we have a budget process to um, uh, manage it through for us as well. Um, but we've, you know, that's why we wrote the letter to to uh, the um, the line saying, you know, we support the concept. We just need to see the other the other partners put their uh, their money where their mouth is. Oh, that's great news. Now, uh, one club who have said that if they don't get an upgrade to their facility, that that may very well be uh, the end for them. Uh, that such is the dire need for them to be able to develop Ballymore. And I'm talking of the Queensland Reds. Um, where are they at in negotiations with you and and the government in terms of getting an upgrade to Ballymore to help their future? So, well, you know, the 
to make a good case. Uh, there are some other good cases out there. I want to make particular mention uh, of the National Cricket Campus that's proposed for Albion. Uh, these and all the other infrastructure needs that are out there, including redevelopment of the Gabba, which has been a, has been a big story this week. Um, did someone know, leave those plans in a cafe somewhere, did they, Mick, that turned up at the ABC? No, no, no. They were uh, they were uh, requested under a, a right to information process. Ah, right, yeah. Uh, and um, you know they haven't been um, you know considered by government yet in terms of how we fund those things. But um, all of these infrastructure asks um, completely consume the entire sports budget, most of which is traditionally uh, earmarked for grassroots clubhouses, you know, lights on your local footy field. And so this year uh, we'll be working in partnership with rugby union, with cricket, with cricket, with football, uh, with rugby league, with every every sport to actually come up with a plan for how we deliver on those infrastructure requirements and meet government's commitments to make sure that we've got good schools and hospitals and roads. And so we've got to do those things as well. All right, Mick Debrini, you've been fantastic in giving you some time and being very open and honest. We do hope for the Reds' sake um, that they do get looked upon favourably for their proposal to get some money to redevelop Ballymore because it's so important to their survival and their future. And I know you know that, uh, so hopefully we get a good result there as well. Hey, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys, and all the best for the Lions this afternoon. Oh, nicely done, Mick. I know you were down in the room celebrating last weekend, getting amongst it, maybe in the Gatorade shower too, I've heard, so that's great that you're there supporting <laughs> the Lions. Indeed. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Catch them Saturday mornings from 10 on Triple M, and if you missed the show, catch up with just a tap on the Triple M app. Brought to you by Pedder's Weight Matrix. See pedders.com.au.